0: Welcome to the Energized Mindset, where we teach how your personal and business life can coexist and work synergistically to maximize your full potential. My name is Carissa Jones, and I am joined by my jet lag co-host, Jordan Schreiner.
1: Hey, 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 top of the morning to you all. I hope you are having a great start to your day, whether you're listening in the morning, afternoon, night. Hope it was a banger. Hope it's a good one. Today, Carissa and I are so excited. We are going to do something that I don't think we've ever done before. Chris is a little sweaty. Palms are sweaty. We're, we're a little bit like we're going to ask each other some questions that neither of us know which ones we chose. And we're going to ask them on the on the spot. There's no uh pre-thought here. So you're going to get our unfiltered answers around our personal lives and our business to give you all an exclusive look into who we are. Before we get into the content, we just ask that if you get value from today's episode, please click subscribe, leave us a five-star review. And if you want to go the extra mile and help us get the word out, the only way we can advertise podcasts is through our, our listeners and our fans. If you could take a screenshot of this album artwork, put it in your Instagram, Facebook, and new TikTok stories coming soon, if you have not seen, and tag us at Carissa M. Jones and at JMS Tenor. We would appreciate it very much. Okay, coming in hot. Here we go. We're gonna ask Carissa M. Jones three personal questions. Here we go. Number one, and they're they're like rapid fire in sense of like that. They're that I will ask them quick. I just want you to answer them, not thinking much, like whatever comes off the top of your head. But the answers don't have to be short. Number one, what's the best compliment you've ever been given?
0: Oh, um, (laughs) should I start by saying great question, Jordan? Uh, (laughs) you know, always interviewers do that or, you know, interviewees do that. Oh, best compliment. (sighs) I no one's ever complimented. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I guess I would say maybe not a compliment, but just knowing that I, I help like change someone's life for the better, whether it's donating something,
1: Mm.
0: you know, with the, my daughters of Columbus, the sons of Italy group that I'm in, uh, we do a lot of charity work and, um, we're able to give back a lot and that feels really good. So probably that.
1: I love that. Next up, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self advice, <sighs> what would that be? Um. <laughs> Off the top of the head. Don't
0: go to college. Ooh. Don't go to college. Because I felt like I I didn't really have, not that my parents were neglectful, but it was like they were very much like, pretty much for college. Um, So I didn't want to go to college, but I did. And I uh, partied the whole time and I dropped out and flunked out many, many times in college. And it's, I still have, you know, the bills from it. So I would say don't go to college.
1: Ooh, that's some real life. That's some real life. Thanks. Now, what can you tag another piece of advice with the eight, going back to your 18 year old self and knowing where you are in this beautiful phase in your life? What would you say instead? So, 18 year old Carissa M. Jones, that wasn't M. Jones yet at that point, what would you say? Carissa Pasquale. Yeah. What would you say about, okay, don't go to college, do this instead? This is where you're going to head into, and it's going to be amazing. What would you tell yourself to double down on?
0: Well, when I was 18, I wanted to be a makeup artist and I wanted to go to makeup artistry school. And my parents said no. And I should have just ignored them and gone anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, cool. So follow that dream, follow that passion. And there's a ton of money. That's the thing And that I know that your parents didn't mean any ill will by this. None usually do when it's the the pro-college thing. It is really in an effort to set their child up for a better life. I get it. I understand why. But to think like You know, what could have happened if those years of partying didn't happen? You had a certification that was bringing in money that was also something that you loved. What would that outcome have been? Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of times
0: parents try to correct their own mistakes because neither one of my parents went to college. And my mom wanted to go to, um, she wanted to go to FIT to be a fashion designer, I think. She wanted to like make, clothing So and her dad said no. But now she tells my niece and nephews you can do anything you want. and She's she's very much like go to go to a trade school. So it's sometimes it's like my 18-year-old self is like are you, are, you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, oh. But but that's you know your own therapy you have to work out. So so it's like you know, everything is in a perfect timing. I, I ended up doing makeup for a little bit and I loved it. And I got some free training. So mm. it is what it is, but, uh, it's interesting to see, you know, your parents, grandparent and how different it is.
1: Totally. I love that. Last one, last personal <laughs> question before you get to turn the chair around on me.
0: in <clears throat> it, baby
1: it's been it who are the three most influential people in your life and why or who have been the most influential people in your life doesn't have to be okay
0: you know aunt core yes absolutely from she's been like most consistently she's my she's my favorite human okay it's no secret um she's been in my life my whole life and helped raise me and all the experiences and adventures I had when I was younger Vacation, she was the one who took me on them. So she's definitely number one. Um, I love uh, Byron Katie. She's amazing. Uh, She's an author and a speaker. Uh, So she's been pretty influential in my life when it comes to like being vulnerable. And um, she has something called The Work so you should check that out and a third one it's like like right now current situation i mean i love me some dean graziosi he's like he's something i can listen to his podcast his podcast and get something from every time
1: daddy dean oh. <laughs> we love Daddy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Look, see, we had nothing to have sweaty palms about. You're killing. Oh yeah. Killer. I just took
0: my socks off. My feet are sweating.
1: <laughs> okay, right. ready? Spin the chair.
0: All right. Let's start with. <laughs> what is a funny story your family tells about you that you would like to share?
1: Oh my god funny story my family tells about me it's a really hard one because does my family tell any funny stories about me <laughs> we gotta get Liz on the line um a funny story about me oh you know there was this one time I think it was third grade it was Mrs. Jones's class I don't remember if she was third or second or fourth somewhere in that range I was really, really bad at math. Uh, I've always been bad at math. Math is not my strong suit. Ha ha, hashtag business. Thank God for the calculators. But um, I th- we did this thing where like you had to run up to the board and solve a math problem and like try to beat someone out, beat your opponent out. And I had always lost that game, always lost the game. I was a nightmare. I was a travesty. No one could teach me math. And then I got it one day, be- smoked my opponent turned around, threw the chalk down on the floor, and started singing. I feel like a woman. <laughs> if that was not, <laughs> if that was not foreshadowing, then I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. That's hilarious. I've never told you that story, have I?
0: No. no i'm crying <laughs> i'm just picturing it oh my gosh i am like i need to dry my eyes so i can see the list of questions that i can choose from here <laughs> okay um what do people misunderstand about you most
1: Ooh. <clears throat> so there's a thing going on right now with a lot of uh like uh people that are close to me um about work-life balance and I'm kind of a psychopath when it comes to work I will work I will outwork anyone if I can um I do I will get really vulnerable with you all and tell you that I have an issue that probably needs some therapy that I there is a direct tie to my worthiness and the amount of hours that I work And I know that that's wrong. I know that that's not healthy, but it is the season that I'm in. (laughs) And that season needs a therapist. But something I think what's misunderstood about it is that I am not just this money hungry Scrooge. I love money like let's not get it twisted I really want to travel all of the time I am one of my love languages is gift giving I love giving gifts I love taking people on trips I love like just surprising people with things that they're not expecting and so like for me to live that type of lifestyle takes a lot of money so I work a lot of hours but um it really is about the impact for me my my studio nothing brings me more joy than helping someone so if you look at the businesses that i'm in my voice studio is filled with all different types of like i have a my studio once started out all high schoolers and getting them ready for the college the college um audition process and then as i got older and my skills got better i started recruiting more professional singers but i have always kept a handful of high schoolers because there's nothing more rewarding than teaching a high schooler how to get ready for the audition and watch them go through the process, nail it, get scholarships and get accepted. So I think something that's often misunderstood about me is that like, oh, he's just working all the time because he's a money hungry beep. And it's like, no, I'm actually not like there is a lot, you know, I love the money, but it is about impact. So I think that's something, this whole work-life balance, dealing with my worthiness outside of work, there's some vulnerable Mm. door for y'all
0: yeah um all right and the last one i'm like trying to think okay i want to ask you the same one you asked me about if you uh if you were to go back and give your 18 year old self even even your 28 year old self yeah because you're 30 now
1: thank you (laughs) (laughs)
0: What advice would that be?
1: Yeah, 18, 28, somewhere in between, doesn't matter. The advice would be care less about what other people think about you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Over and over and over again. I am finally in a place in my life where I'm living that mentality 80% of the time. No one's, I, I doubt anyone, even one of my biggest influencers. Uh, influential people in my life talks about you know how she spirals sometimes and has to go have a five-day spa retreat to deal with the haters but like some you know it's If you can live in that 80% of like, listen, I'm going to build this business. And if you don't like it, cool. If my posting about the product that I love bothers you so much, unfollow me. If you hate that I post myself singing on TikTok, then you are not like we have outgrown each other or you don't need to follow me. I think what could I have done bigger, better, faster, easier if I did not care so much about what people thought about me? Um, because it's not like my online presence has ever been anything other than like authentic, but I was always scared to hit post. I was always scared to go live. I was always scared to show people X, Y, Z because I was afraid of what they would think. So if I could go back, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure things would be, things would be a little bit different, but in that same vein, because I have lived in those X, those X amount of years always worried about what people were thinking about me. And now that I've gotten to that place of 80%, woo wee, I just do it bigger. I do it bigger, louder, and faster. And so like, we're growing now. We could have grown faster back then, but we're growing fast now. So then it doesn't matter. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's not anyone's business. It's not your business to know what anyone else thinks of you. Yeah. So, and plus, you know, you, you make these assumptions for people that And then when you're making those assumptions that people aren't going to like this, you're affirming that. And then they're, they're going to actually not like it because you're just, you're putting out that energy. Like they're not going to like this. They're going to make fun of it. And it's like, yes, that will happen because that's what you're like. That's the prophecy here. And you're going to fulfill it. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's flip. Let's spin that chair back around. Let's get to the business talk of the podcast. So... (laughs) For this section, for those of y'all who don't know, Carissa's very multifaceted. Carissa is a (laughs) professional professional in the service industry. Carissa has a food truck, an ice cream truck, and Carissa is a pro network marketer. So Carissa does a lot of things very well and uh, has a lot of wisdom to bestow on you. So she's going to hit you with some facts here because facts are not attacks. Number one, in your opinion... What is the most important personality trait to be successful in your job or industry? And you can take that and relate it to any or all of your things. Uh, Being approachable, I think. Uh,
0: Because if you're approachable, people are comfortable with you. Uh, No, you know, you're more likely to, like people will, kind of gravitate towards you and maybe tell you things uh, like confide in you, uh, or they can feel vulnerable with you. So I think like when I, I used to manage a restaurant and uh I always wanted to be approachable because like just the things I said before. But uh and I think you're more likely to be respected when you're approachable and when you're approachable, you're nice and hopefully authentic. So that's, that's what I would say. Final answer.
1: <laughs> I love it. Approachable. That's a big one. Very, very, uh, it's also interesting to think about, but do you just a little follow-up question? Have you ever felt like there was a time in your life that you weren't approachable or was this something that you've always been?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure I've always tried to be approachable, but towards the end of me being a manager I could feel like I was becoming mean so I don't know maybe I was still approachable but like feeling guilty inside because I was like oh I was like done like I met my max so I I could have still been but I tried to be nice 90% of the time so so if I wasn't approachable, it would probably be that time.
1: <laughs> you think that that was what caused one of the things that helped cause you to realize that it was time to make a change?
0: It, yeah, definitely that, and the fact that I was working so much that I didn't have time to do things that I was passionate about. So it was just managing the restaurants. It wasn't. It wasn't anything else.
1: So. awesome. Yeah. Numero dos. What's one lesson that your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life?
0: Um, maybe the uh, the skill of correcting someone in a warm way <laughs> uh, because the customer is not always right. And you might have to like, <laughs> Put them in their place, but in a respectful way, because if people don't feel respected, then they won't want to listen to anything you have to say. So uh maybe delivering news with, with class and ease.
1: <laughs> that is a fire response. I was not expecting you to say that. I Oh, what
0: did you think I was gonna say?
1: I, I don't know. I, I thought it was gonna be something I don't know, but that was good. I was like, oh snap that is that's so many like so many people struggle with that skill
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like you don't have to be cold I don't know I I think that ties in with the approachable too like totally do you want to hear bad news from someone who's in a bad mood
1: yeah (laughs) probably well and you could even boil it down or zoom out further to like work on your freaking communication skills to yeah. be successful you have to be an effective communicator I don't care what business you're in mm-hmm. personal personal thought all right number three what's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs Ugh. I wish y'all could see your face <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god I don't know uh I feel like I'm most productive, like almost like in the middle of the night, <laughs> but uh, probably because if I have like a list of things to do or just at a couple of things to do and I have like the day off, it's like that's it's like waiting to the last possible second, and I don't know why, but uh, so it's like whenever everything's like turned off, everyone's asleep, then I can kind of get my stuff together because i truly like there's nothing else to do i don't know if that even answers your question but um i guess like the hack would be like find the pockets of time that work best for you and that your your creative juices are flowing and like always come back to that time to oh,
1: <laughs> because a lot of no it's great a lot of people train you know like eat the frog do it first thing in the morning eat the frog what have you, have you ever heard that
0: no you always say things i've never heard of
1: <laughs> i i feel like i've literally trained on that before eat the frog oh. eat the frog is like uh this idea or this this uh this concept of take your to-do list that you know has to get done in the day and do it first thing, eat the frog. If you eat the frog at the beginning of the day, then it's over with and done. And then you can go on, but that's not always like the the route for people. Sometimes eating the frog is only going to cause anxiety the night before, and then you don't get a good night's sleep. And then your whole day is F because you think about all the stuff you got to get done in the morning. Like if some people, you need to see where you are and how you function best and don't apologize for it. That's kind of what I heard you say is like, find your pockets of time. And if that's 1am, who is to tell you that's wrong if that doesn't disrupt your life?
0: Yeah. And if you wake up and you're like, shit, I have to get these three things done right now, uh, you might not put out good work because you're just like not in the mood to do it. And you're just doing it because you have to. So you're doing like a half-assed job.
1: Yeah. Good. All right flip the table or the all right
0: let's look here oh I like this one if you could start a new business tomorrow what would that business be
1: oh my god can't be any that I have no (laughs) (laughs) not like restart the business uh if I was going to start a business what would it be oh I'll tell you I got it right now I see (laughs) all of these uh people on TikTok that are uh traveling, traveling influencers. If I was to start over right now, and I could not sing, I could not teach singing, I could not sell essential oils. Are those all the things I do? And I coach, whatever. Mm -hmm. If I could not do any of those things, I would absolutely go hard on social media with traveling and promote and have uh brands send me to their hotels with their airports stuff like that and travel to get paid to travel that would be my business hands down very nice i'm a traveling gal
0: man i feel like a woman travel and travel travel (laughs) okay let's see oh okay let's see here Deedle, 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 deedle. Besides Jesse Lee Ward, who has been your most important professional mentor.
1: Oof. <laughs> Can I say two? Yeah. Okay. So number one uh, is Dr. Alyssa Rose at Mansfield University. What now my colleague she was the first person to see me as, uh, so I wanted to be a singer. I am, obviously. But she would say to me, she would give me little sprinkles of information, like your ears are different than the average person. You, you hear things differently than the average person does. The way you can hear something, hear a problem, calculate a problem, come up with an action plan and execute it is not normal. She was like, I really think that you should consider teaching uh, because this is there's not a lot of people out there with this skill and so she was kind of the first person to encourage me to start building my ears and start build, you know taking vocal pedagogy vocal science seriously and uh it was really you know i give her so much credit for my success and what i have because i didn't have anyone in my life that could identify that i had you know these ears so if i had never met her who knows where i would be um and then number two is then being put together with Laura Brooks Rice, who is my current voice teacher, who is just an absolute vocal phenomenon. And she, so Alyssa built built my ears. Laura has, you know, met me later in life, and refined my technique and refined how I use my ears to train and it is and that's why my business is so big is because I'm not saying I'm the best I'm not saying I'm amazing but I do know that I'm really good at what I do for the people who want to study with me and uh though it's because of those two people those are my two biggest influences for sure
0: nice okay and the last one in your opinion what is the most important personality trait trait someone would need to work in your industry, in your job. So I don't know which maybe could do one of each.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, So for teaching and coaching, we'll lump those two together. For teaching and coaching, it's absolutely the ability to listen. So many teachers actually listen though, like shut your mouth, listen to what your student client, whatever is saying to you, process, and think through before you just blurt out some like standard copy paste answer things that you say in the studio all the time things you say around business all of the time actually listen to the problem that they're having and try to come up with a solution that is tailored to this person who you know pretty well at this at this point and or the thing that i hate is like Talking over. And that's one of the best things to come from Zoom, actually. One of the best things to come from the Roni Ronissimo is that, you know, over Zoom, you can't talk over someone. You have to let someone finish. You have to hear the cadence and then you start to talk, or else you talk over each other and it's all a bunch of BS. And so that's something that I found you know, I found a little weakness in myself. I was ready to like pounce, ready to pounce, ready to pounce, like try to give them as much value as possible. But what I was doing is actually not giving them value because I was just trying to like, you know, make sure you know, you know, we need to make sure that they know that you know what you're doing. No, listen, actually listen, process, give them uh, information, I don't know if that's really a personality trait, but the the ability to listen, I think is, is really important for teaching and for any sort of coaching that I do. Um, personality trait for singing, vulnerability. Being able to be comfortable, being willing to be vulnerable. Um, because there is not there is not many actions that we do as humans that is more vulnerable than singing the eyes and the voice are the two windows to the soul you can see when someone is hurting through their eyes and when you call someone on the phone and you hear the tone of their voice you can tell that something is wrong how many of y'all have been there before you're like what's wrong there is nothing more vulnerable than Expressing music through the voice, it is the ultimate soul-to-soul connection. That's why music is so strong and has survived, and why people cry, laugh, live, laugh, love through music <laughs> is because there is nothing more vulnerable. So I
0: never even looked at it that way. I yeah. mean, music's so important to me as well in a different way yeah. than it is to you, but but yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it is the ultimate soul-bearing activity, in my opinion. Mm. Are there things that are very, very vulnerable that we do as humans? Yes. But I would definitely put singing and artistry in that sense uh, in the top five, for sure. Yeah. Does that answer the question?
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: We did it! Yay! This was so fun. Okay, yeah. we hope that y'all got something out of this today. There was little golden nuggets dropped everywhere, so pick them up, put them in your Easter baskets, and uh, take them in and crack those bad mama jammers open and put them into your daily life. See what you can do with it. If you got value from today, oh wait, do we have any affirmations? I didn't think of any. <laughs> uh, let's do one. One affirmation, not even related to the day. What can we shout to the rooftops?
0: Although I might have done things differently, everything is in perfect
1: timing. Oh oh. Although I might have done things differently, everything's in perfect timing. oh. Yes! 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 All right, y'all. If you got value from today's episode, we ask for you to please click subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on whatever uh, platform you are listening to. Take a screenshot of this artwork. Put it in your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at all the platforms and the stories. Tag of, yeah. Carissa, M, Jones, M, at J, M, S, Tenor. And we will be back next week with another banger episode. Take care of yourself. Stay happy, stay healthy, and we love y'all.